0: Welcome to Soul of an Empath, the podcast that helps empaths to feel loved, seen, heard, and understood in all areas of your life. Now here's your host, Tiffany Gano. Uh. <laughs>
1: soul of an empath. We are back. My name is Tiffany Cano. Today I have Stacy and Mark Kessler. We are going to talk about the art of empathic communication and I'm really excited to bring them on the show. Let me tell you a little bit about them. They've been together for 40 years, married for 35 years, which these days is a really long time. And they together have dedicated their lives to helping professionals maintain a work and life. Notice the and like space for work and life (laughs) balance that creates a beloved ship centered on intimacy, passion, and happiness. As transformational relationship coaches, they believe that discovering your authentic self and unleashing your inner truths are the foundation for nurturing all forms of relationships, be it personal or professional. So welcome, Stacy and Mark.
2: Hello. Thank you for having us on your wonderful show.
1: Thank you, Tiffany. We're super
3: honored to be here
1: my pleasure I'm I'm happy to have you guys here and bring in bring in the love bring in the love
3: yes stay awake to the love that's what we say stay awake to the love
1: Mm. and I think just helping people to to open up their hearts to love (laughs) In the first place, because I think so many people's hearts kind of got closed more so in these last few years with what's happening in the world. So anybody who is in that heart space, I am applauding you and thanking you. So, (laughs) yes. Now talk to me about what had you even want to be these amazing relationship coaches that will bring out the best in
3: couples? That is a great question, Tiffany. And I feel like since I was a little girl, I always loved witnessing relationships And I felt these relationships by feelings. And it was like a magnetic connection in people. And I had an aunt who I just adored as a little girl. And she was on her first date. She had gotten divorced about a year prior. I was nine years old. And because I didn't have a daddy growing up, I Mm -hmm. think that there was something there with Just witnessing the love amongst the couple. And the moment that I met this man, we were in the living room playing. And when um, I stood up, I looked at him, I looked at her and I said, someday you're going to be married. And my aunt was so embarrassed by that (laughs) because she was like out of the mouths of babes. You never know what they're going to say. They really Mm -hmm. speak their truth, right? We speak our truth at that point because we're not thinking that we're going to be judged. We're not thinking we're going to get in trouble. We're not thinking of those things. We're just however we feel is what we speak. Right. The innocence. Mm. So I feel like. Several years back, I was going through my own personal awakening, and I was at the beach with a girlfriend, and finally, I was laid down several times for about three and a half hours, and spirit shared with me what I was going to be up to. Like, what am I here (laughs) for? What are you here for? And every time I would get up and I thought I was done, I felt this pressure right on my shoulders pushing me right back onto the sand. It was an amazing experience, actually. It was an outer body experience. And um, reveal yourself with grace and ease came through.
1: Mm, I love that. Reveal yourself with grace and ease. Mm -hmm.
0: And what did that
1: look like? Because that,
3: that could be applied to so many areas of life. Yes, it could. And I I feel like as the woman in the relationship with my, my lover, it was showing me that I wasn't fully living my full potential and living in my truth. Mm-hmm. So it was time for me to reveal myself with grace and ease. And through all of the years prior, Mark and I have been now in business for 37 years. And we've been supporting couples and individuals in their business journeys, entrepreneurially, and now personally as well. So I thought, let me take all of the teachings Mm-hmm. And really begin applying them into my life. So no more preaching it, but really <laughs> being it. <laughs> it. makes sense.
1: Yes, it is totally different from
3: speaking it versus being it. Yes. So that was the big inspiration. We left the beach that day and more messages kept coming through as I sat in my beautiful space. I have a morning routine and, uh, it was a big awakening and it was sharing with me. Spirit was sharing with me that there's no coincidence that you and Mark are together for all of these years since you're 14 years old. Do you think you have any codependencies there, darling?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that is definitely something good to look at, right? So then you it went and explored how you could release that and get into the healthier bonding patterns.
3: Totally, totally. And I worked with women. I worked with um, mothers and daughters at the time I was starting out because I felt like that was going to be where the healing was going to come. And it was an incredible experience, an incredible journey. We, we had retreats and we brought together mothers and daughters that never in a million years thought that they could have the relationship that they did. And it was great working with them. And then another awakening came and the awakening was, okay, it's time to work on couplehood. What's that (laughs) going to look like? Mhm. So relinquishing the patterns of that codependency and becoming an independent woman thriving in an interdependent relationship and that is my vision. And mm-hmm. that is my vision for other women who have been in relationship. And it doesn't even start really always in the marriage, right? We we don't even realize our codependencies even as parents, right? We're born in this world as dependent humans. Right. Mm -hmm. And our parents, as they're raising us, it's exciting for them to be in control for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least attempt it. Right. (laughs) The
1: the false perception of control.
2: (laughs) It is. But you have to realize, like, you know, how much of an impact. Was that in your childhood leading into your your mm-hmm. teenage and your adulthood, right? So, you know, even through our relationship, we were teaching each other mm-hmm. and we're both going from the essence of what our parents had brought to our awareness and, you know, on our beliefs, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: in our relationship, we had to go through so many years, you know, decades until we realized, whoa, you know, we've got patterns of our own and beliefs of our own that we get to transition out of and move on to a new path and you know that trans um transformational journey that we we embarked on was what really woke us up and then we really understood um why revealing yourself with grace and ease was so impactful uh to the space of presence and awareness within and why so many people are stuck um in the chatter of their minds and don't sit with stillness and observation and identifying you know your feelings so that you can understand the needs that you are um so needing in your in your life and then how to request it. So our transformational journey has led us to uh such a deep understanding and it's so simple Mm -hmm. it can be Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's where you know that's where we're at now and it's super powerful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I can feel your depth and, you know, being empathic we're feelers, right. And, and when you guys got on, I felt like this, you've had at least four other lifetimes together. (laughs) That's why it was such an easy thing of, I know you at 14. I remember you, you know, (laughs) and then here you are playing again together in this life and growing and learning and cheerleading each other on. And it's such a beautiful thing to just see energetically. You know, there's I can tell you guys practice what you preach. Like you walk your talk, you do your own individual work and you do your own couples work. I when I was talking to Stacy a couple of weeks ago, she said you were away at a men's retreat. And I, I thought that was so beautiful and empowering. I think more men need that kind of support in the world. We'd have a lot more peace if if that were happening are there any nuggets you want to share with with us from that that you might be allowed to share I I don't know privacy clauses
2: (laughs) yeah actually being an empathic you know nature is is the one of the highest priorities of calling to oneself and this was actually one of the first times that I actually the men's retreat was my own retreat I Hmm. went on my own journey ah and I went to go walk off what was not serving me. Mm-hmm. So I had walked probably like 60 miles of trails, uh, throughout Utah through all the, uh, the national parks. And wow. I would find myself two hours into a hike where I hadn't seen anybody. Uh, one of the main ones was walking up a river in the Zion national park. And that was just, it was so inspired. I felt like a little kid, <laughs> and I hadn't felt that way for so long. So, just bringing back that innocence and uh, youthful feeling to myself is uh, not something you can explain. It's like going to the Grand Canyon and trying to explain the depth and the awesomeness of of it all. Uh, and just taking that individual's time out for oneself, and you know, just receiving from nature what nature's there to give.
1: Mm-hmm. So it was beautiful. Do you feel that more couples would have healthier relationships if if there were those little timeouts that every each one had their own version of me time and processing, releasing, letting go, going on the walkabout that you just did?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, like they say, the absence of the heart just brings back so much more fondness in the relationship. And mm. there's so much truth to that. But it's really finding yourself. you know, uh, I don't think we understand how to really spend time with ourselves. I think we're scared of it in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So you know, just having that opportunity to be with myself at that capacity uh, was, you know, I only had myself to be with and that was like one other time I did that was in a 10 day silent retreat, Vipassana mm-hmm. And again, that was a whole new understanding of self you know, like, you're not talking, you're not looking, you're not anything. And it was super empowering. So yeah, absolutely. that I advise that for anybody to take that upon.
0: Mm.
1: And what advice would you give a new couple starting out? I, I want to kind of bring, put it in stages because I think that, you know newer ones versus ones who've already been together for you know 10 plus years it it might be different so i'm i'm just curious what what type of mindset and beliefs do couples need in different stages of their relationship
3: i feel like there's three stages to every relationship <clears throat> excuse me The first stage we call the honeymoon phase, (laughs) (laughs) the puppy love phase. This is where we are people pleasing. We're doing anything to keep the vibe going, to keep the vibration of sensuality, sexuality, fun, invitation. Um, There's no demands. It's just open Mm
0: -hmm. on stage
3: one. And sometimes mm-hmm. that could last two weeks. <laughs> sometimes that could last <laughs> two months. Typically, it it pretty much ends within the first year because you get tired and it does get exhausting saying no to yourself quite often when you are people-pleasing. So, it's a great stage, though. It's fun, it's inviting, and it's everything we all dream of in the happily ever after storybook. And then comes phase two. So, stage <laughs> two, we call that the healing stage. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Others call it something different. We bring in the healing portion to it. And that's the biggest struggle for people. So this is what I say to new, newly, um, maybe uh, newly married couples, newly couples that are thinking about marriage: is see yourself in one another openly, and see if you are willing to heal through your life and your stuff with this person. Because what you are seeing in that person and what you are not liking in that person is typically what you are probably not liking within yourself somewhere, Mm -hmm. somehow.
1: They're being the mirror reflecting your positive and not so positive attributes, right? (laughs) Very much so. (laughs) Very much
3: so. (laughs) Definitely. Mm-hmm. We want to get to a more fati, right? We want to get to that equanimity, to that harmony, to that peace, to that balance to where stage 3 is the complete acceptance stage where you could laugh about the things that really used to make you angry, right? Now you're laughing about it because you're really taking ownership of it. You're taking the full value of your lessons and you're applying them and putting them into the joy state of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I I invite anybody new coming into a relationship, I'll tell you a really quick funny story. When Mark <laughs> and I were getting married, <laughs> we we got married the moment I turned 18. And we're Jewish, so we got married by a rabbi. And this rabbi, I'm five foot tall, 100 pounds. And this rabbi was probably four foot nine, 100 pounds. So it was really cute. Uh And what he said to Mark and I, when we went in for the interview, because we got to interview our rabbis, right, Mm -hmm. is he said, how old are you? And I said, I'm 18. And Mark said he was 21. And he said, I love the fact that you want to get married, but what? Is the real reason why you want to get married? Uh-huh. And we had to answer. And then he put us through a six week, pretty intensive course in order for him to marry us. So we thought we were going to the temple to interview our rabbi. And <laughs> the rabbi <laughs> was actually interviewing us. <laughs> uh huh. So we. We, of course, dove in and we learned a lot of things through that time. And I remember he did have us create a vision at that time for our marriage and what we wanted in our marriage, because we both had come from broken marriages, both of our parents. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to be sure that what we were committing to, we were really heartfeltly committing to. So that was my fun story with the rabbi and we're married since now I'm 18 and he's 21 and we're in our fifties now. Yay. Wow. That is a celebration
1: in and of itself. I, I love that. And, and I also think it's great that you guys did a couples course before you even got married. I bet a lot of couples totally miss that stage, the learning about each other, getting to know each other at a deeper level, learning about themselves. There's so much more uh, that we can
3: discover when we take the time to do it. (laughs) I love that. And I feel like one of the most Important factors in every relationship is how we communicate. So, Mark and I really focus on the intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. And the intimacy is into me, I see. And if I don't see me and I don't love me, then what am I bringing to the beloved ship? Because they're all separate entities and identities, right? It's a trinity, it's what the woman brings to the relationship and if they're in um, a heterosexual relationship it's what the man brings to the relationship and then it's what they both bring into the beloved ship Mm -hmm. so we have a four pillar system that we feel is empathetic communication and it comes from one of my favorite and Mark's favorite books—that <laughs> wasn't Mark's favorite book at first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Mark? Which one?
2: What <laughs> she's about to tell you, is a nonviolent communication.
3: Ah, oh. mm-hmm. by Dr. Dr. Marshall Rosenberg, mm-hmm. and it's 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 an art to be able to communicate in observation, yes, and come from a place of neutrality and not judge, because we've been trained. And taught to judge all of our lives because that's what happened when we were little boys and little girls. Mm-hmm. We were rose up to a certain expectation that was expected of us. And we basically were instilled with our own parents and authoritarians' self limited beliefs. And then when we become teenagers <laughs> and we want to go to that independent stage. <laughs> the ones that are codependent now maybe such as the parents mm-hmm. are now having a harder time letting go so there's judgment and there's criticism and there's all of those things of you're looking to start to live into your truth because your beliefs were other people's beliefs so this is how we trained ourselves since we are young children to mm-hmm. literally take on the identities of others, which at that point were our authoritarians, and when we break free from that and we really step into our truth, that's what sets us free.
0: Mm,
1: beautiful. And Mark, what does empathic communication look like and feel like from your perspective? Can you give me an example of? something that you two worked through together
2: that we've worked through together yeah um you know i think it's always been pretty much an empathic relationship uh from the get-go because just always understanding um from my perspective what uh the relationship might need in a moment i think i've always had that kind of like that gift in in our relationship and as as a a person and just i've been so heartfelt all my life i believe and just recognizing where within a relationship what's missing Mm -hmm. and being compassionate about what it is and then really bringing that forth to the table without expectation without you know well i need this back Mm -hmm. and um Of course, you get your moments where you know there's breakdown that occurs within self and you're not capable to have the capacity to bring forth what the relationship might need. But if if you can maintain the awareness and presence within the moment without referencing your past and worrying about your future, then Mm -hmm. you can strive to have equanimity and harmony and balance within uh each other when you know, when you're just in a truthful, loving space and um, yeah, because I've always been more so to give up more of myself
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, than looking to receive. And so now in my later years, I've understood how to get the balance between mm. filling up my own love tank and, you know, giving forth what I can so I don't deplete my own ability. And then I run on a deficit
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then refueling in nature.
1: Yes. The give and the receive. So important. The inhale and the exhale. Mm -hmm. Without both, people die, you know, (laughs) literally and metaphysically,
3: right? Yes.
1: hundred (laughs)
2: percent.
3: It's suffocating. It's suffocating. It's exhausting Mm -hmm. when you're not able to give back to yourself. And I feel like, you know, coming back to the communication, I feel like if... We, especially as women, because I feel like we are the nurture, we are the the soil and what we put into the soil is what creates the relationship within the divine masculine, right? That's like where the trunk of the tree just grows and then there's, you know, blossoms and there's leaves and flowers that are coming out and we are there nurturing (laughs) that in Mm -hmm. our relationship so if we are depleted as women and we don't give that love back to ourselves and like you said that inhale exhale and we're 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 in that breath of acceptance and fulfillment mm-hmm. and reminding ourselves what we love about ourselves so that that ripples into the relationship organically that's the key is For I feel the divine feminine within both masculine and feminine with the divine feminine being able to fully embody and embrace and love and accept herself yes Mm -hmm. and that pours into every bit of communication because if we have 80,000 thoughts a day right my my trainer and coach was Joe's Dispensa, still is. And he talks about 80,000 thoughts a day. And where do those thoughts come from? They come from feelings, right? Mm-hmm. So the second part of our pillars are, you know, observe and then notice what you're feeling when you're speaking. Where is the tension showing up in your body? Because your body will remind you if you are in your authentic truth in the moment, or if you are reacting Mm -hmm. to something that was a trigger to you, right? So then it's jumping back to what is my need at this very moment? Stopping in the moment because we fight to be right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right? (laughs) The ego wants to be right.
3: Exactly. (laughs) So we have to prove that we're right somewhere. And that's through the communication. And Mm -hmm. that's where it all begins. So if we discover our feelings, we discover our needs, then we're able to make requests without making demands.
1: (laughs) Because we're so (laughs) used to (laughs) the demands. (laughs) it's wonderful when you can have that awareness of what you need and want for yourself and and in the partnership so that there's time and energy and space to to be in that request. It's when <laughs> when someone hasn't you know taken taken that moment of pause to even know what that is, then, then there's no space left to be graceful about making a request. And they're, and they're like instantly into demand.
2: (laughs) But that's a huge part of where, you know, we, in our teachings, we teach people to pause, you know, it's like when you hear a beautiful melody, it's not in everything, all the notes that have been played, it's the pause in between so you can appreciate the notes that have happened.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And that's where in life, where we, you know, really become the observer You know, rather than just being so consumed in what it is about what we're up to daily, moment by moment, that we get to truly realize that um, we are just the observers of our mind. And Mm -hmm. when we stand back far enough from it and we give ourselves time to pause, well, listen, this is what's coming up. You know, let's think about this before we respond to anything And so that we can be clear about what it is that, you know, our choices that we make and how it will affect the next moment.
1: Yes. And talk, talk to me also, how you guys work with couples, like what's your vision for your business and, and
3: and what would people come to you for? That's a great question. Thanks for asking that. And uh, I feel like, We inspire couples and individuals to dissolve the habits and patterns and unlock subconscious blocks so that they can achieve authentic, loving, personal relationships and professional relationships while mastering the art of communication. Because the feelings, the needs, all of that good, juicy stuff that Mm -hmm. is before the communication is what affects the communication. So we have where we dive into silence and stillness and we teach you, which is really amazing because imagine sitting in a place for 15 minutes and having no thoughts at all. How cool would that be? Oh, it's delicious! I love it. <laughs> right, <laughs> but I, I I'm a daily meditator,
1: so I can appreciate it.
3: Right? Could you <laughs> yeah. imagine going back to not having that? You know, just that peace and that oh, silence. I love that nothingness. Then that's like heaven
1: on earth for me.
2: A great way to observe the nothingness is by uh, visualizing that your your mind is a train station. And there's trains passing through constantly, and they're always trying to encourage you to jump on this train. So when you say no, nope, not going to ride that one, not nope, going to ride that one, <laughs> that's where the peace comes in. It's like no, I'm not going to jump on every thought that comes through my my station. And-
1: squirrel, squirrel, right? Squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> I'm crazy. Wonderful. And, and when you work with clients, is it in like a couples therapy type setting? Do you give them access to online courses or retreats? Give me a little more, you know, specifics on that part.
3: Yes, for sure. So yes, we do have several programs and they're, we call ourselves course creators because we are creating the course of our life as we are creating the courses, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we course create, everything is done with um, ourselves and we have a conscious community that supports the people that come into the community so that they can feel Like they are heard, they can feel like they are seen, and they can feel like they are felt in a deeper way. Because when you feel seen, heard, and felt, you're love. Mm -hmm. And that's the simplicity of it. So, our courses are online. Right now, we have a redesigned course where Mark and I are going to be doing live which is unusual one-on-one in group session, because we will be then like recording those and putting them into our other programs. So they will be getting us pretty much on a weekly basis or myself alone, because I do work with women at the beginning of time, because I love to get them to reconnect and tap into the divine feminine, especially the women that are entrepreneurial and are career oriented, because they're so in their masculine that it's like a blind Mm -hmm. spot to be able to come back to your lover and really be the woman that he was attracted to from the very beginning, which is the divine femme within. So I love to work on the inner child healing and help people unle- unleash their inner truths. And I love being a stand for women to see, love, and accept themselves and to help them embody the fullness of their radiant love and humbly step into, you ready for this? Yes. Courage and surrender. Yes.
0: I love and it surrender
3: <laughs> because people think that when we surrender it's a weakness but actually it's the best gift that we could give ourselves mm-hmm. is to let go detach and surrender and trust the source
1: indeed i i definitely something that i learned to love in the beginning <laughs> surrender felt scary And over time, surrender became more and more scrumptious because Mm -hmm. I would stop beating my head against the wall, right? And I could just surrender to God and say, okay, I give this to you, Lord, help, (laughs) make me your instrument, I surrender. And then all of a sudden, life just got better or that situation would improve. So... I love it. I love it.
3: Yes, and... we have a piece of our program that is um, a good month long for women that is called The Surrendered Woman. Mm. And it allows her to dive into a place that has been not very comfortable for a long time, which is the pool of vulnerability. Whee! <laughs> we just dive in.
1: <laughs> I can definitely see us collaborating A lot uh uh, more in the future because so much of what you're speaking really fits with my offerings and in terms of of the beingness and the surrender and all of that I I think it would be amazing if we created something together um and we can talk more about that offline but um to to also get back to the show, I know you have a gift. So can you tell us more about your gift?
3: Yay. Yes, I love our gift. Our gift that we're giving is called The Art of Empathetic Communication. It's a playbook, and it's based on Dr. Rosenberg's best-selling book, The Nonviolent Communication Book. And this is where people encounter a wide variety of challenges in each and every day, right? Mm -hmm. And every day we know that number one is always going to be communication because this is how we're able to work with people on a daily basis. So in order to cultivate and fortify and connect into a conscious lifestyle, this is a way to adopt a set of principles that support living a life of empathy, compassion, courage, and authenticity. So the playbook has meditation exercises. It has play sheets, daily activities, and it gives you a way to practice the four pillars. Mm, I'm definitely going to pick that up. And <laughs> and I'll put the
1: link for it in the show notes. So everyone pick up this free gift because it's important being able to have empathetic communication in every single area of your life with every person will make a huge difference. It could, it could turn that conflict that you might have with a coworker or with a family member or your romantic partner into peace into love, into kindness, into forgiveness. So definitely grab their gift and learn more about them. Work with them if you resonate with them. And I'm so happy that I had a chance to have you on the show today. I wish we had more time, but we already have gone over quite a bit. (laughs) So I do need to wrap up, but I love you. And thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you tiffany thanks, we
3: love Jim. you we honor you and we're super grateful to have been here and share our
2: vision mm. with the
3: world thank you sister and
0: thank it's you for spend this
2: time
1: all right much love Namaste. thanks thanks lovey Mwah.
3: Mwah.
0: thank you for listening to soul of an empath with tiffany cano If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you are listening to it. You can get more information from soulofanempath.com. May you be blessed with love, health, peace, joy, spiritual oneness, prosperity, and abundance. So be it. So be it. So be it.